Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Hello again. It's only been about 10 minutes since we last spoke to you people, but you don't know that now, do you? No, no. They it's don't. the illusion of the internet. That's true. Um, it's GleeCast with... Erica. Emily. Fuzzy. And George. We've got special guest stars in the studio, and this time it's not just my cats. Yes. <laughs> it's always exciting that they can actually speak and we can understand them, as opposed to Joplin just meowing and us assuming it means that she also agrees or disagrees. With yeah, us. pretty much. We've had mimosas, so we might not understand. You might not understand. Right. We, we might have a little trouble communicating our thoughts. We might just start yeah. meowing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Bad cats have also had mimosas, so oh. they're, they're really not useful at this <laughs> Yeah, but we're here to talk about episode 2.7, I think. Mm-hmm. I think if counting has been correct so far. The substitute. The substitute. Not the Tom Berenger movie, as one of our feedbackers pointed out. Uh, the substitute in this case being... Gwyneth. Gwyneth. This can also be called the Gwyneth Paltrow episode. It can be. Yes. I would prefer not to call it that. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, Erica really has uh, some strong feelings about that. Do you want to elaborate, um, or are we just going to keep moving on from well, that? Well, we can talk. I just don't like her in particular. Yeah. Like, as an actress, I'm not a fan of her. What'd she do to you? Nothing. You know what's funny? I've been thinking about this because I've always said I don't like her, and I always like I've come to the conclusion that I don't like her brand that she creates for herself. We okay. talked about this because in on the red carpet in interviews, she seems very stuck up and kind yeah. of a bitch. But the thing is, in roles, I really like her. I'm thinking of like mm-hmm. Iron Man, Iron Man Two. She was she's one of my favorite. Shakespeare parts. in Love. She makes me cry. Shakespeare in Love. Royal, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. I love her. Me too. So she's so deadpan and bitchy. Wow. Yeah. I'm thinking that she has like the social awkwardness that makes her put on this presentation of being better than people, and that's why I don't like her. But you can't be un- like a total bitch and come off that likable on screen mm. to me. Well, I mean, is that just good acting? I don't think she's that good of an actress. I think maybe Ooh. some people could do it, but I don't think she could. So I think she's actually a goofy, funny, likable person, but she doesn't show that in interviews. Mm. I mean, I think the reason, because she's one of those actors um, that for, you don't really know why, but people just hate her. Kind of like, I don't know, like Megan Fox is another example. Like, yeah. there are people who just think, you would think that she, like, raped your mother kind of thing. The way people feel about <laughs> yeah. her. Just that look about her. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, I think with Renal Paltrow, it's that, like, kind of, um, you know, like, oh, gee, I would have an easier time acting if my godfather was Steven Spielberg and my first role was in Hook. Right. That kind yeah. of thing. It is a little bit of sort of, oh, wow, Sleeping Beauty got an acting career. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, gee, that was oh, hard. Yeah. How yeah. many auditions did you have to slay? How many yeah. cattle calls were you 700th in line for kind of thing? <laughs> so I think there is that sense of, like, any kind of child of a celebrity where you, you have that natural distance from them because you just feel like there's probably somebody out there better than them who just didn't have the connections they had. Like, and, and we all know Megan Fox is Red Fox's daughter. Right, oh, so that's of course. Why she I had mean, easy... everything she's ever done. She, I mean, she right looks out just of like the, him. She, yeah, she got right out of the junkyard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. went directly to Transformers. It's not fair. It's not. It's what it's not. You know, I mean, what? My father was a copier technician. Oh, good for me. Right? <laughs> first, I'm first in line to fix that copier, I guess. Well, Great. I don't know. My dad works for HBO, and I'm not an actress, so... Oh, that's true. I think I would have had that in, but I don't... Do you have every Sopranos DVD ever? Actually, yes, he won it. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's nice. won, like, two iPods, two iPod Touches, which is weird. I don't know. Two of the same thing. I don't know how he won that. And he won the entire Sopranos season... But sometimes he just gets free stuff, which is fun. Like, I got uh, True Blood Season 1 for free. We don't get as many perks as it sounds like, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, you're going to have people hating you because of that. I don't even have HBO. <laughs> you're getting a free ride in a fancy car. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have HBO, though. Do I, like, I can't, I can't even have a job where I get anything free. Anymore. 
Oh. I got like telecom manuals for free. Yeah. <laughs> I steal yeah. office supplies out of books. I mean, I steal yeah. post-its all the time. <laughs> I get um, I have a, I have a couple of tape measures that say my company's name on it. I have a mug. I work in publishing, so I steal books quite often. But they have like free like shelves where you're supposed yeah. to take books. So yeah. yeah, I have tons at I home. I don't read, but I have. <laughs> I interned at Marie Claire, and it was awesome because they just had a shelf of all the stuff that people would send them to try and get them to review. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it was like a ton of makeup, and sometimes there were books and. I used to walk by every day and be like, yes, I'm just an intern, but yes, I'm going to steal these things. <laughs> when I was 16, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, and I did, like, the only thing that kept me going to work was that I could steal all the merchandise. Because, like, you were allowed to take it. <laughs> that explains the ball pit you have here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the slide and the air, the air hockey. Um, but I figured out, like, at one point, I actually formulated the plan of how to steal the most, which was bring a backpack. Keep it in the break room, because the break room was right on your way to, like, the massive warehouse with all the stuff. So it was like, oh, we ran out of Barbie dolls. I'll have to go to the back and get one. And I would come back with, like, an armful of, like, little stuffed mice. And I would, like, throw them in my bag. I'd come home, empty it out. Like, woo, I can give things to children that I don't like enough because I don't really want yeah. them sucking on these things that are probably poisonous. Depri- <laughs> deprived third world children. Yay! I love these. Exactly. Yeah. We, I worked at an office where we were going through massive layoffs. And I eventually was one of them. But before that, everybody else was getting laid off. And they would just, like, tell them that day and make them leave. And people oh. would have stuff in their office that they didn't come back for. Oh, so nice. we got a huge full-length mirror, a, a, like, cherry wood framed mirror. A rubber plant, which we killed. Who has that yeah. in their office, first of all? I know. And also this, like, uh, aged uh, credenza, or like a cabinet, kind of. It's just of. made to look like it's aged. Yeah, but, it's uh, like weathered. Yeah. But we, like, borrowed his, George's parents' car and drove mm. to the office late one night. That was fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> It was like that Ikea the commercial. I was like, drive, George, drive! <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> We're very corrupt, evil people. Yeah, I love getting away with things. We're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, for that. That's the reason. <laughs> I believe that's top on Satan's list of like whether or not you make a team. Stealing credenzas. <laughs> Thou shalt yeah. not steal credenzas. <laughs> that's what I learned at Sunday school. Hell yeah. All right, so now that we took a yeah. big tangent. <laughs> but it, 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 was it was so, gleeful. So, you know, it all connects. It joyful yeah. and gleeful. Exactly. Um, for was there any other news we had to talk about? I mean, we hit on like The Office and some other stuff in the last episode. Um, I don't. Has anybody listened to the Glee Christmas album yet? Is it released? I, ha- I have it, but okay. I have a very strong stance against listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yes. Bless you. So bless you. Come Friday, I will be more than happy to listen mm-hmm. to the Glee Christmas album. Okay. And when I'll be watching Love Actually. I can't yeah. watch Love Actually yeah. until the day. And after the Family Stone. The Family Stone. The Family Stone. Uh, I'm a Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Silent Night, Deadly yeah. Night, Parts One through The Snowman. Two. Yeah. I'll um, probably the snowman. The, you mean the animated yeah. one? Oh, I thought you meant um, Jack Frost. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I mean the Killer Snowman one, not the Michael. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it's like it's like a twenty minute, fifteen twenty minute the animated fr- short <gasps> with the animal. I know snowman. the one you mean. And it was based the, on the picture book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes, yes, the childhood you. favorite. Yes, yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna listen to the album Friday and report back. Yes, I will. Okay. I will report back. You Next can report, report back on our <laughs> bonus episode. Ooh, um, yeah. early cue <gasps> or burlesque <laughs> if you didn't go to Horror House. <laughs> yes, we will be. Um, we're not sure which day we're recording yet, but we are definitely going to be recording bonus. Yeah, so, so excited. I had to explain to somebody at work why it's going to be the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> We were talking about like all these great movies coming out. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go see 127 hours this weekend. I'm like, yeah, that looks really good. Oh, my God, guess what I'm going to see next week? He's like, what? I'm like, burlesque. And he's like, what? why would you do that? What? Like, <laughs> because Christmas Bell. Why would you it? watch a guy sitting in a hole for two hours? I know. 
Because I mean, it's James Franco, hours. so there's reasons for it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching James Franco. I wouldn't Franco mind being stuck in a hole. It's going to a dark place. But if he was dressed up in black lace and performing with Cher, I'd probably be happier. Yeah. I think I'd rather him trapped in an enclosed space. With you? James with me. Yeah. And he can't move. I can, you know, show my famous spider dance. Nice. I did tell I told you when I first saw the Bird Burlesque preview, Burly Q preview, before uh, Paranormal Activity 2. Like, <laughs> I love that they I know. What, what marketing agency is that? But when I saw this preview, my spirit kind of left my body yeah. for a couple seconds and yeah. hovered over me. I was the happiest I had ever been in my life up to that moment or ever will be. Yeah, he did have this sort of enamored, glazed over look on his face. Well, Every yeah. once in a while. Like, it was like at the end of Martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. I'm sure. Every I'm once sure. in a while we'll just be sitting there and all of a sudden I'll like get a big smile and I'll clap. And, and George is like, what are you thinking about burlesque? <laughs> I have to wonder now, because I mean, we saw the preview when we went to see Step Up 3D. Yeah. How much of our enjoyment of that movie? Because we effing loved that movie. How much of it was from like the, the state the we were in of... from that Burlington preview? Yeah. That's I don't true. Know. Mm. It's I don't tainted know. my opinion since then. I've been on such a high. Maybe that's why you like paranormal activity. Maybe. So but you know, also, it reminds me a lot of Coyote Ugly, and I remember <laughs> yes, being so excited about that movie, but then when I went and saw it, like halfway through, I was like, wait, why did I want to see this movie? <laughs> and I didn't, I did, really didn't enjoy it. I, yeah, I mean, I, because yes. the, the preview was great, like, shit was on fire, and they were jumping around, and, uh, but then I saw it, and I was really disappointed. It had John Goodman fat in a car trying to fit in his tiny little The best thing about the John Goodman storyline <laughs> in that movie is how, like, they set up all of this, he's going to have a heart attack stuff. Right. Because it's like, the daughter is constantly telling him to eat better, he's, like, always complaining about his health, and, like, they're totally going in this direction where, like, he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> what happens? No, he gets hit by a car at the toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> Twist! Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, a friend of mine was an extra on that movie, and she said that like that scene where he's talking to her, and then he gets in the car. Uh-huh. Um, he looked really sad in between takes. John Goodman looked really sad and would just stand there alone. And then when they had to, like, he had to get in the car to drive away, and the car that they got was this tiny little Hyundai, <laughs> and they had a hard time. Oh. He had, he was pretty big at that he point, really and they had to get people to help him get in the car oh. to like kind of shove him in, and like he was really depressed about it. Oh. That broke my heart because I God. love John Goodman. I love John Goodman too. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the best actors out there and so underrated. Yeah, I agree. That was that really was sad. I wanted but, to live long. But back to good news. Burly Q. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, so wait. we're really excited for that. Oh, good. Um, let's also bring up, uh, we brought up last episode. We're going to play the promo again. Please vote for Matt and Liz. Mm-hmm. Yes. Please, please, please. We've been Twittering. We've been Facebooking. Yeah. We've been telling By everybody. now we've stolen a bunch of kidneys because we've started telling <laughs> yeah. Erica. We threaten people. Yeah. For every person who doesn't vote, for every day you don't vote, we're going to take a kidney. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it smelled a little off in here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to figure out where to store them. Because they're, they're, I don't want to put them near my ice cream. Freezer, yeah. So, you know, they're just kind of near the coffee right now. What? Slip. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But yes, please, they are great people who um, deserve a good wedding far more so than the other cunts on that website. Yeah. Have you read the other stories? Yeah, like the couple that met on the set of Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, go, go you're actors. Go pay for your own wedding. Yeah, right? Or the couple who were just like, we just really want to have a big wedding. Well, good for you. Now give me your kidney. Yeah. And go yeah. save for it for four years and then come back to Exactly. Us. So put, vote for them. I put a, fi- a post on Facebook about it and I was like, you know, please vote for Matt and Liz and blah, blah, blah. And my friend, uh, well, ex-friend, he, mm. he replied and he said, I voted for the black folks. <gasps> and I was like, fuck you. What? Just because you... Be friends. Who wants to right? vote for black people? Come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was really disappointing. But they're, they're really nice. So unless you want to wake up in a bathtub full of ice, yeah. vote for Matt and Liz. Damn straight. Damn straight. All right. Um, should we move into feedback then? Sure. We have one email because people uh, were too busy voting, I think. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our email is from the one and only Wayne Kotke, uh, who titles his email, Jim Henson's Glee Babies, comma, Margot Tenenbaum, and other goopy things. Tui. So glad. Am I loud enough, by the way? Can you um, can you hear me now? I think you have been. Okay. I usually am loud enough. I just want to make <laughs> yeah, sure you're Emily. when I'm reading the email that it's coming <laughs> off well. Okay. <clears throat> Wayne writes, So glad you have decided to return to the potosphere. I believe the last episode of Bleakast <laughs> was released sometime during the Pleistocene epic. But I kid. Let us get down to cases. Yes, we explained. We had a very brief hiatus due to stuff. We're back. Wayne. Not stuff. Right? Yeah. Wayne continues. I am somewhat apprehensive that the discussion of the substitute will turn into a referendum on whether we approve of Gwyneth Paltrow's life and career. So I'll be deliberately avoiding the reviews. Briefly, <laughs> Gwenny's main crimes against humanity include, number one, being in the tabloids an awful lot when she was dating Brad Pitt. Number two, starting a quote-unquote lifestyle website, whatever the hell that is, called Goop, and being sort of defensive about it. Three, marrying that dude from Coldplay after whining to the press that her beauty intimidated other men. And four, naming her first child Apple. Now, granted, I can understand why these activities might alienate the general public, but personally, I don't give a good goddamn about any of them. I've always found Gwyneth Paltrow to be a welcome, appealing presence in her movies, and I'm positively in love with Margot Tenenbaum. She of the Lacoste dresses and barrettes. So Gwyneth gets a pass for me on all other stuff. Frankly, Goop seems to be of interest only to internet snarksters like Aunt, um, Amelie Gillette. Is that a person? I don't know. Is that a thing? Sure. No. No one else seems to care, but I'm kind of hoping it turns out to be some elaborate Joaquin Phoenix-style prank. That would be pretty amazing. You think, like, she's pretending to be a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, if you find out she was really, like, switched at birth and was, like, actually born in a boxcar somewhere. <laughs> or she's just been putting on this persona and her kid's name is actually, like, Todd. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she, like, like, she lives on fried chicken. <laughs> Do you want a quick um, background on... Emily Gillette from sure. UrbanDictionary.com of all okay. She is a writer, in quotes, Uh-oh. who decided that there wasn't enough pop culture blob- blogs gracing the web, so someone at The Onion and or AV Club allowed her to start a blog called The Hater. Oh, oh of course they did, because the AV Club hates everything. Yeah, so there's a lot more, but that's who mm-hmm. she is. Interesting. Okay. okay. Um, I-, I have a feeling a lot of our, re- our listeners are probably AV Club readers. I read them a lot. Um, I have such a love-hate relationship with them because they just want to be negative about everything, even though, like, they like stuff. Like, they'll give, like, a really good review to something and then be like, great, C-, minus," because <laughs> it seems like that kind of episode, like that kind of attitude, which I don't like, but... That's what, a lot of podcasts I don't like. They do the same I know, thing. They I just know. get off on hating stuff. I know, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, no, I'm doing it, too. I enjoy glee. Right. I don't like hate. I like glee. I like happiness. Yeah. That's all. All right, so back to Wayne's feedback. I enjoyed The Substitute quite a bit, maybe a little more than it deserved, and I remember sort of grinning stupidly um, at the TV as it played. I didn't quite trust my initial reaction, so I rewatched it the next day on Hulu to see whether it held up on second viewing. Joy of joys, it did. Now that episode title might lead you to think the show is going to pay some kind of elaborate tribute to the 1996 Tom Berenger movie, but no. I also felt sure that the Glee kids were going to favor us with their rendition of the Who song called Substitute, but no again. So no Tom Berenger and no Who. What did we get instead? Well, the show scored some immediate points with a brava sneezing scene set to the New World Overture. Matthew Morrison really knows how to act like he's just been sneezed on. 
By the way, does quote-unquote sneeze girl have a name? I know she was at the Sex Riot in the Britney Spears show, and I very vaguely remember her doing something or other in season one, but the imagination may well be playing tricks. Who is sneeze girl? Does she have a name? is Lauren Zeiss. It's Z-I-Z-E-S. Mm, oh, so alphabetically last, no matter what you do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She I used to know somebody whose last name was like Z-Y something, something, something. Oh, they're which screwed is for like, life. Well, like, unless they do reverse alphabetical order for things. They did that at my school. Mm-hmm. The kid, Naraj Saveri. Hey, Naraj. Um, he was always last, except mm-hmm. when, when we, at graduation, very last day, they went reverse order, oh. so we'd be sitting in order then. And that was a, that was so happy. We, were, we all cheered when they called it first. Because it never happened. See, I always hated it because I was always right in the middle, which I'm guessing I know three of us probably yeah. were as well. Exactly. What kind yeah, of at the beginning? Yeah, kind of the beginning. Okay. What's K? Cooper with a C. Oh, so you're in the beginning. Yeah. See, I was always right in the middle. And always, like, I hate being in the middle, no matter what. And in school, that always meant, like, you were in that middle row. So you were surrounded by other kids. Yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> kids smell. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, that's her, that's her name on the show. Her okay. real name is Ashley Fink, if anybody Or she's just the, the AV club She girl. looks like an Ashley Fink. Yeah. She, she's that's... been you. Like, and that's something I like about Glee. I like that they have these sort of, like, sideline characters that keep getting used. Although, I don't like that, like, she's the fat girl, so she's always the jokey fat girl. Right. Like, oh, it's funny because she's fat, and she sneezes and everything else. Um, but, yeah. But Buffy did that pretty well, too. I mean, like, Andrew was, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan was Andrew, continuing character. Jonathan, oh, and then Jonathan ended up having such a yeah, huge Yeah, big arc. story arc. Um, Amy, yeah. the rat, you know. Yeah, no, they, they did that well. I like yeah. that. I appreciate that. I do, too. Because it creates, like, an actual universe. Whereas, unlike 90210, where, like, nobody else mattered in the entire school. Right. Well, except for the one week when they figured prominently in the episode. Yeah, and remember, yeah, and then they're going to be best friends forever. Right, and right, we right. never see them again. Yeah. And remember the um, the graduation video that they did when they graduated high school? Oh, how great. Sh- the, the senior breakfast? You yeah. When they, it's all about them. Yeah, they showed it to the entire school, but it's all about these six these kids. Six they're the only kids who go a, to school. There's a video of Brenda and Kelly skydiving when they were 16. <laughs> Yeah. And yes, everybody at the school cares about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, good I times. I know. Stupid popular <laughs> kids. Um, and Andrea. Right. Oh, Andrea. Okay. Andrea. Andrea. Oh my God. Sorry. Andrea. <laughs> German. <laughs> All right. We, uh, Wayne Kotke continues. <clears throat> Having been a high school teacher myself, I can say with experience that this is one rare instance in which Glee bears some resemblance to reality. Constant exposure, constant exposure to illness really is one of the hazards of the job, and bonus points for that sequence in which a delusional Will imagines his glee clubbers have turned into toddlers. Too bad baby Kurt didn't get a line, though. Hey, just a thought of an alternate title for the episode, Eel Schuster. <laughs> um, I have a feeling Wayne Kotke, as a teacher, was like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, you, know, you can picture him like doing like a history lesson and him like dressing up like Abraham Lincoln. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. It would have been fantastic. All right, he continues. What's this? The semi-triumphant return of Terry and Will still isn't good enough for her. When she said that Will was going to regret this, did she mean that he would get lonely and want her back someday? Or that she was planning to enact some kind of cruel and complicated revenge upon him? Clearly, option two is the more entertaining. I have a theory about that. I don't know if I should get to it yet. I'll save it. Yeah, I have a total theory about what happened there. Okay. Hey, you know who called the whole CeeLo fuck you thing as far back as the audition episode? Me. This song might get the dubious award for the most sanitized lyrics in Glee history. And yet, and yet, I was humming the damn thing the next day. Cleaned up lyrics and all. Damn you, Gwyneth Paltrow, and your infectious joie de vivre. Anybody speak French? Joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. I, I, just, I said it right, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I took Spanish. Sorry. 
All right. I could have watched Holly Holiday, a combination of Holly <laughs> Golightly and Polly Holiday, perhaps, do her Mary Todd Lincoln act for at least 10 more minutes. This can't be my baby because I don't love it. <laughs> he wrote it phonetically. Thank you, Wayne. Gold, Gwenny. Pure gold. And while I'm at it, I could have used a few more seconds, at least of conjunction, of conjunction junction. In a way, this episode felt like a slight variation on the Simpsons episode called Lisa Substitute. Oh, I love that episode. That is so such much. a great with Mr. Bergstrom. With yeah. Mr. Bergstrom, um, and that's what's his name. Um, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. It is Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Yes, yes, I yes. Yeah, so there's a line in it where she's like, I love your Semitic good looks. Yeah. Something like that. It's, <laughs> there are no Jewish cowboys. <laughs> you are Lisa Simpson. Are you sure I'm Jewish? Episode. Well, you could be Italian. I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? Obviously, Wayne, we do remember yes. that one. <laughs> Perhaps Miss Holiday will wind up teaching in the projects of Capital City. Oh, I would watch that oh, spin-off. That she was animated. It was good to see Kurt finally having some fun and enjoying himself for most of an episode, until that pesky death threat near the end, of course. I probably will have further thoughts to share about this episode, but I will mercifully keep them to myself. Until then, feel free to stand under my umbrella. Ella, Ella, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I knew I kind of knew that song thank you Wayne Kotke from d2writes.blogspot.com good points I agree yeah, with most of everything you yeah, said yeah. yeah as do I as do I yeah especially the Simpsons one <laughs> yeah I love later on in the Simpsons episode where Lisa's depressed and somebody hands her a note and she opens it and says you are Lisa Simpson she's like I already have one of these <laughs> <laughs> but it's like something I always think of yeah I don't know, it makes me happy that's a cute episode I, I love the schmaltz I love the Lisa episodes like, yeah. yeah she's the best character she is yeah. yeah and I love the Lisa and Bart episodes especially like the hockey one is one of my favorites yeah relax I can't relax neither can I yield relent or only two synonyms. <laughs> I'm losing my prosperity. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, no, don't get him started. Don't. He will just quote yeah, I, I, We could be here all day. We really wait, wait, hey, we, there's, there's more champagne. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. cool. Is there more juice? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually. Oh, we're, gonna, we're at our break, right? Yeah, we are. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And we're we, uh, we'll be right back. Maybe we will. Are you looking for a way to connect with people who like the things that you like? Whether it's music, movies, TV, or whatever you're into, head on over to the Palaver.com forums. <clears throat> yes, but forums and message boards are elitist and archaic. Well, yeah, maybe if you're an asshole. Palaver.com is home to all your favorite podcasts. So why not head over there now? Start talking about all the things you want to talk about. That's palaver.com. P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Woo-woo! And we're back. We're back. Um, so should we start with a recap of episode 2.7? The substitute. Yes. Okay. When Principal Figgins catches, okay, he's attacked with a new strain of bisexual monkey flu, Sue takes over principal duties with nefarious schemes in sight, including banning chairs, tater tots, and Will, an easy enough activity when Mr. Shu succumbs to the same icky virus and is instantly replaced by superstar substitute teacher, not porn star, Holly Holiday. His problems are just beginning when Terry takes over his care, quickly finding his soft spots that include singing in the rain and rubber menthol massages. Code, regrettable, regrettable, broken up sex that I will bet you 500 of my cats will result in pregnancy. Elsewhere, Mercedes is feeling empty by Kurt's new friendship with Blaine. Things get worse when her comfort food is taken away by Sue in one of her many declared wars. This one on obesity and a successful enough battle that wins her official principalship slash presidency of the school. 
Kurt, whose life was kind of threatened by the big Buffy football player in the closet, has a sweetheart to heart with his BFF, wherein Mercedes realizes fried slices of not deer poop are no substitute. Oh, I there. Ah, for a real relationship. New Directions embraces Holly's more democratic thinking, even letting the dear blonde believe she can take over choreographing non-journey medleys for the upcoming school year. Mercedes' role in Tatergate, season end to that, as Holly is fired, will rehired, and an all and all happily dance on a soaking wet auditorium stage to the mashup of Gene Kelly and Rihanna. So while there may have been another dozen plot points or so my umbrella failed to catch, those are the important things you missed on Glee. There was really... Oh, it's okay. <laughs> like, we can edit that to make it all sound good. Do we want to do it on three? One, two, three. Glee! Right. Nailed it. Woo-hoo. There was a lot going on in this episode. There was. And I didn't realize this until like, I tried to put it together, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, God, this character was involved. Oh, jeez. I forget how intricate like the actual plots are, because they end up involving a character that involves this character that involves that. It's kind of complicated show sometimes. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. Uh, right. And you think, I mean, well, I mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm saying that you don't expect it to be. Right. Because I like shows that, like, will get in depth and, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's how real life is. And, like, characters cross with characters. Right, and right. Stories Every intersect. Every action has a reaction. Exactly. But you think Glee is going to be, be a very straightforward mm-hmm. show, but they'll take a twist and do things you don't expect. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It's something we had talked about a while back when we were talking about those standalone episodes and how... Most shows don't do them anymore. Like, almost any show you watch, if you miss an episode, you kind of did miss something. Right. Even if it's, like, The Office. Even if it's a comedy where nothing, you know, it shouldn't be about a plot point that you need, but you do kind of need it now. And Glee's definitely, even though Glee's so inconsistent, we talked about this with the last episode, with kind of changing storylines that you didn't even know have changed, um, it's still something that if you miss this episode... You probably next week are going to watch it and be like, wait, what happened to this and right. this and this? So there's those things. Where, um, I was trying to see who wrote this episode. Uh, it's an Ian Brennan episode. Oh. And yeah. And it felt, like, and again, like, I'll come out right away and say I like this episode. And I felt like it skirted, like, I will get to, I don't have any low notes. I didn't love, this wasn't one of my favorite ones, but it just felt like, a funny, tied together, clean, had solid, no hilarity. Yeah. Solid episode. Yeah. yeah. Can I, I? I liked the episode too, and I'm not a fan of the show, but I really did not care for the singing in the rain Rihanna mashup. Oh. I, yeah, I couldn't even tell what they were singing. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, it was and, a little silly. And I did say when we were watching it, because we all watched it together, right. but I, I said, no wonder Sue is mad at the Glee, Glee Club, because they spent a million dollars on this one song. <laughs> well, this, I mean, and this episode in particular, all of the music num- numbers were highly produced. Yeah. Highly. So, Electrical stage shooting off right? sparks. <laughs> So I see where she's coming from. I would be yeah. a bitch, too. I think that costs more than confetti camps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I haven't priced all of this, but I'm just I'm just guessing. Um, so do you want to break down some of the plot points? Sure. All right. Who do you want to start with? Um, let's start with Mercedes. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a weird storyline. It was. It is, but I like it. I like it more the second It's very true to life. Mm-hmm. If you, if you listen to, um, uh, what's his name, the oh, the sex columnist, I should know his name. Dan Savage. Dan Savage. I love Dan Savage. He quite often talks about like the, the, the breakups that happen between gay characters mm-hmm. and their, and and their, their hags, and their, and their, and their for lack of yeah. a better word. And this is this is happening because uh, it's not a long, a long-lasting relationship. It's not built to be a long-lasting mm-hmm. relationship. It definitely can be, but gay men and women have so, much, so, so many differences mm-hmm. in life, and they're going on different paths. It's difficult to maintain a friendship, yeah. and I think she's finally starting to realize that she needs more out of her life mm-hmm. than just this, this, this GBFF. 
Right. And I like that. It happens quite often, especially around this age, too, mm-hmm. in high school and college. That's when you start to like get interested in boys, and you start right. to come out, and you start to date, and your your girlfriends and are kind of left by the wayside. Go bowling with her on yeah, Friday. Yeah, exactly. I love that they go bowling. By the <laughs> yeah, way. I know. Yeah, what else are they gonna do? <laughs> it's Ohio. What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, I mean, they have that rock and karaoke bowling alley. So yeah, why would do. you not? Right. Was it? A, it was a roller rink. Was there it? was both. There was both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the same building. Um, I, don't I don't think it was think the so. same. Remember the first Christian Channel with episode, they go bowling. Oh, oh. The okay. second one, she's yes. the um, cabaret master at a roller derby. Okay. Apparently, I need to rewatch the first. She gets around. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, I, I actually didn't see it from that that point. So I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. that up. What bothered me was the tater tot things. Like, why oh, the fat girl to be about food. have to be obsessed with food? Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't it be? I don't know. Washing her hair. I don't know anything else. Like, why did it have to be tater tots? Shampoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did it have to be tater tots? Why? You know, the the first time I felt the same way. I was like, oh, they always go for like the weight stuff with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. It's you know, it's the same problem I have with how they treat the AV Club girl, Lauren, apparently. Um, but I agree. Like, it, it made sense on the second time watching it when I really listened to the scene with Kurt and her when he's like, you know, you have to stop substituting things for this. And it, you know, it it was that like. She she goes to, you could see like the conversation she had with Kurt in the first scene when she's there and like you know kind of like nothing's nothing's interesting and then all of a sudden it's like tater tots it's like oh, it's like yeah. that thing that makes me happy for today I mean, and, and all was, of a sudden that's gone if that is the point they're going for looking for a substitution for a relationship mm-hmm. what else is a chubby girl in high school going to use as a substitute yeah. for for emotion I mean it seems to, to ring if it mean, like the only thing I think it was like oh maybe they should have taken away cell phones or something and like Mercedes is like ah I can't you know text or I can't yeah. play whatever things are, kids are playing on the <laughs> We're so old. I used to have snake or whatever. whatever yeah, snake. snake. I used to have and that it would grow phone. every time you'd eat yeah. one of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got really good at it. Um, I did too. Yeah, but then um, it, it would wear out my battery. So, mm-hmm. you know. yep. um, but yeah, so I can see your point. Like, I don't like that it was a little easy yeah, I, just, I think if they hadn't already addressed like her weight with the Cheerios episode where she was, she had to fit into the outfit and mm-hmm. blah blah, then it wouldn't have bothered me. But it's just because it they did it already, and I'm starting to feel bad for her. Like, right, why right. does she have to be like, as an actor? Even like, yeah. okay, got to do another fat Amber. Come yeah. on, fat joke. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I think it ultimately did pay off. I always feel bad for the actors that are cast specifically to be fat. Like even yeah. it's just like like the um, the what was it the sexy Biggie Smalls or the pretty Biggie Smalls girl. And like you get your casting notice as an actor, you're like, oh, I have an audition. I'm What's playing the role? Sexy Biggie Smalls. Fucking <laughs> Biggie Smalls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they just because they have an agent, obviously, and they've auditioned. They just sit at home and they finally they're waiting for an attractive yeah. Biggie Smalls role to come. Yeah, up. I got it. <laughs> Score. I finally oh, nailed it. That came up so much. I remember um, with when Precious came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you had, like, this girl was clearly an amazing actress who hadn't done, if, I don't even know if she did anything. No, she had, no, she was 17. Was, yeah. yeah. But it was, like, such a thing where you're like, okay, but, and the worst thing was if you watch the Oscars, like, they, they, they treated her as if she was mentally disabled. It's like, you are so brave for being fat and <laughs> But it is that thing of, like, you wonder, like, okay, well, now, you know, what roles is she going to get? Like, she can only get these kinds of Bond roles. Bond villain. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. But that's why, like, um, there have been except I think there's... You know, there, there was, um, I never really liked her because I didn't like the show she was on, but Cameron, what was her Manheim? name? Cameron Manheim was an actor like that who just, you know, like on the practice, like she was just there. Like it, like it had nothing to do with casting her because she was a large girl or anything. Right. So like there is room for it. You know, I know there was issue. Did you hear about this thing? I don't watch the show, but the Mike, is it Mike and Molly? 
Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about um, the controversy with this? No, oh. but I, I, I oh didn't God. watch it specifically because I heard about the controversy. This, um, Marie will, it's a sitcom and it's about these like two people that meet no readers anonymous and like, they're like, you know, having a relationship. Somebody on, I want to say it was Marie Claire, I might be wrong about this, but like wrote like an editorial about how they can't watch this show because they don't want to see like how gross it is to see these obese people in love and it makes you picture all these things. And like obviously people have sounded off about this of like how offensive it is. But it is that, like, tough double standard of, like, well, you know, the show wouldn't be on if it wasn't about the fact that they're two big people. Right. Yeah. And so on. And it's it's that issue of, like, are, you know, obese people almost their own minority and all they, that. They addressed this on Big Red Podcast. Um, oh. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Uh, they talked about, when they were talking about Mike and Molly, how the show will, tries to walk the line between respecting fat people mm-hmm. and showing that, you know, like, it's okay to be okay, yeah. be, be fat, but also they have nothing else to do but make fat but jokes. Make fat jokes. <laughs> so they, they can't, haven't found that good balance, and that's kind of what they're doing with Mercedes as well. Like, they want mm-hmm. her to be a big, strong, powerful woman, but also she's going to be the butt of the joke right. a lot of time, yeah. so they don't know what to do with her. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that age-old problem. Yeah. 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 What I feel do like you do with the fat chick? I feel like we're starting to complain about, like, about what they're doing with characters a lot more this season, mm-hmm. I guess. Although one thing I will say about this episode in general was that I feel like the characters all acted like themselves. Yeah. It wasn't like we've had that we had that problem with the Ryan Murphy I mean I always go back to the Ryan Murphy episodes, yeah. but like I feel like Ian Brennan knows the characters and he knows what they would say. And I believed like everything Rachel said I believe she would say. Everything this character said I believe this character would say and everything. So that I thought was like that's why maybe this one I don't really have low notes. Like it felt real to me for mm-hmm. them, for like who I know, I feel like they are coming into themselves type thing. Well, and I also had a problem with Mercedes first dejecting the hot black guy that Kurt was going to set her up. Right? Because he was hot. I'm like, look at him. Oh, my God. At the, end, at the end, she's like, oh, I guess I'll say hello. Yeah. I mean, I he was so. kind of good looking. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, Mercedes. Who I would be all got? over that. And he even, like, looked at her and gave her this, like, little eye thing. Like, yeah, like a brown and big. Yeah. When I'm throwing <laughs> up, dick, I just can't help myself. I'm acting like an animal. Yeah, he gave her that look. Yeah, he told her. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly the <laughs> Right. So it was, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see more of him because I know they were giving her a love interest. So maybe oh, it's him. Good. We can only hope. We could hope. fingers crossed. Yeah, one of, now that now that Matt Rutherford is gone, five of black students at uh, <laughs> yeah. at McKinley High. It used to be six. Nah. Poor you, Matt Rutherford. You don't think the show will will walk the line of an interracial relationship? Is it too? I would love them to, <laughs> yeah. but I just have a feeling. I mean, they might, but it didn't seem like this week anyway. Like, yeah, yeah well, he set her up with a black guy. Cause, right. You know, it, I mean, in a way, it's, you know, it kind of goes back to like, you know, the whole like, well, you would set Kurt up with the gay guy. And there's only one other gay guy, so it's going to be him. Right. Thing. So like, hey, you know. It might just be that for now. Okay. But we'll see. You have the blondes. Yeah. Wow. It's a really, now that I think of it, like, Puck and Santana are yeah. both, like, you know, very, like, you know, they're, they're well, he's Jewish. She's, I guess, um, Spanish. But, like, they both, like, have a similar complexion and dark right. hair. Uh, Quinn, Quinn and, and Sam. Sam are both, like, blonde and Aryan. You, you know, I didn't realize how Rachel much the show Rachel, racially uh, hair. similar glee is going. The two Asians? The two Asians, the two Asians are together. Are together. But this is weird. weird. Well, I guess Artie and Brittany, they're both handicapped in some in way. In some way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize that. That's why I think Ken Tanaka needs to come back so that Shannon Beast has an appropriate yeah. partner. This is crazy. Wow. Oh, that just blew my mind because I but didn't even think about that until now. Who does Will belong with? Because Will and Emma aren't. Physically, needs, so yeah. yeah. Um, his bitchy ex-wife. Somebody with curly hair. I think his thing is a curly hair or a butt chin. One of these. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Will and Terry. Will and Terry. I I will bet you right now. I'm betting my scone that she's pregnant. 
Yeah. You I think can she see that. she got pregnant with on this? I think so. I don't think she planned it, but I think that's going to be the thing. I think in like you know the season, this half of the season is going to end with like her showing up at his place and being like. By the way, I'm pregnant. Like Darla walking into Angel that time, mm-hmm. and she's like, "We have a big problem," and she's yeah. pregnant. Yeah, Bam. yeah. Episode and over. Born, like right there. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Ooh, and it's good. gonna be this whole like he doesn't believe her because you know she faked it she before, and then she'll like lift up her shirt and like he'll feel a kick, and it will be. I would. I'm. I'm going with it. Now, do you know this, George? Do you know the history of this character? <gasps> yes, I do. You know okay. that she faked her that pregnancy. That she faked her pregnancy and, 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 and a very elaborate lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you okay. know, even even doctor like, was in on it. Yeah, blackmailing the um the gynecologist. The gynecologist and the, down to the uh, point yeah. where she was going to take Quinn's baby. Yep. Uh, right. Yep. Oh, I mean, it was working out well. Yeah. yeah. She could work this out. She just got caught. Well, right. yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you think she's going to be pregnant now? I think so. It would be. Yeah. It would be appropriate that. So After good, faking it for so long, mm-hmm. she's yeah. pregnant. A good story progression would be for him to finally, because we know that um, uh, Uncle, Uncle Jesse, Jesse is <laughs> leaving Carl, the show. Dr. Carl. Yes, Carl. he's leaving the show, so it'd be great for Will and Redhead. See, God, I got to get names. Emma. Emma, to get together, everything's working out fine. Then, she shows up pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening. Okay, you I know. see that. I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to happen. I don't mind the bait, because I think that would be funny. Because I, I think that's a way to keep Terry on the show, too. As of and now, I do, she's still I do like her. Regular. I mean, I hate her character, but I like the actress. I loved her on Nip Talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's fun to watch. And it was, I mean, Terry is always either like psycho crazy bitch or like really vulnerable, sad, psychological yeah. mess of a character. Right. Like when she was talking, baby, talk to Will. Oh, well, like this episode, was baby, was very, very, it, was, yeah. it was really so uncomfortable. Yeah. She was trying to take his temperature th- rectally. The, like, yeah. is this yeah. a game they played before? Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, Have it was. we seen him in a bib and like one of those bonnets? <laughs> Hey man, some people dig it. We're gonna yeah, say, yeah, no, I no. don't judge. I'm not judging them. No, um, I don't want to see They're them. They're repulsive I'm not, human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let them near my cat. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, like it was this episode that she was like sad though. Like she like she because even like they had this nice moment where he's like, oh, what medication are you on? And you know, and she's like, yeah, I feel like I'm being helped. Like it was sad. Like you you do feel bad for her because she's yeah. like, a mess of a she person. Is. Like she has problems. Right. And, I mean, I love when she's bitchy, which she was her other episode this yeah. season. She was just a raving bitch. But in this episode, like, you felt bad for her. I don't know. You did. And the baby she's now carrying. I'm <laughs> Gary. I'm, I'm so sure You heard this. it here first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Terrible I agree. Yeah. I, think I can see that going mm-hmm. that way because they do repeat storylines and just do it in a different way. Yeah. 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 Um, so then the other storyline was the sort of single episode story of The Substitute. Yes. Holly. Now we I, we, I meant to talk about this in our last episode, but we didn't. When we talked, or when maybe in Wayne's feedback last week, it was, "Are the kids having fun?" I think the same question could be applied to the Glee Club, and I think we saw this week that you know, not that they're not having fun, but they they feel like Will is really running the show, right? And I think that actually worked well, having Holly there to sort of point that out and say, like, well, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. That's not. Journey. I can see that. Yeah, I think the, all the journey parts were really fun. <laughs> I, found I found a journey, journey song. song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, have you noticed that before on, on previous episodes that Will is really controlling things and not letting them do, or is that just something they constructed for this episode? It, does that seem to be a theme? I guess no, to a point, because it is always him giving the lesson, mm-hmm. and then right. they do get to pick what songs they sing for the to like learn the lesson that week. Um, like they got to pick their own duets and they got to pick their own mashups. But when it comes to the set list, he does pick the set mm-hmm. list. Okay. Yeah. 
So it, to me, it felt kind of constructed. It's just that they'd never really mentioned this before mm-hmm. in previous episodes, that they feel stifled by, and he's not letting them be creative. Well, they did. Uh, last Except- season, there was an episode here there. Like, there was um, the, they didn't want to perform at the pep rally, but he was forcing yeah. them to do... Um, um, uh, the funk, play that monkey music, what boy? No, Superfly, Super, super Freak. Super free, super free, okay. something like that. You would wear like neon colors for. Yeah, like and yeah. his point was, oh, this killed in '94 when we did it at six <laughs> okay. and they were like, yeah, in '94, and then they went. That's when they wound up doing push it. Um, so there, there has been instances where they're like, we don't want to do this. Why won't you let us do what we want to do? And he's been like, no, no, no. Trust me, I already won. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I already won. Yeah, I guess I just hadn't seen that. Yeah. Or nationals or whatever. Did they go? His year went to nationals, right? I think they went I to think, nationals. Yeah. yeah. Um, the um, something along with that. Just that I. Oh no! It just reminded me of how in jazz band in middle school, I always used to beg my teacher for us to play tequila, and he never. Does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Just personal oh, identification. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we had the substitute. Yeah. To come in because Will was sick. He got mm-hmm. sneezed on and he got sick. And Principal Figgins fired. Do we think? What? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Sue took over as principal. <laughs> how, is the school, how is the school run like you, a middle... You, you, gotta, a, can't, you like can't ask that Central American country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she ousted the dictator. Comes in, you know, another one will re- replace her quick soon enough. Hydra. Yeah, she's already had, <laughs> yeah. like, her, you know, her first lieutenant in training is Becky. Um, it seems like when we left this episode, Sue is still principal. So I don't know yeah. how they're actually going to deal with that. But as of now, Sue is principal of the school. Weird. It is weird. I don't know if that will stay. If next week you'll just be like, ah, oh, no, I got bored with that too, type thing. Um, well, next week her mom is coming back. Not to get into it. Oh, that's right. So it's Nazi yeah. Hunter. Oh, can't wait for that. I'm excited for that. It's a wedding episode. So, was she, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. So she, what was her plan? Was she to get Will sick? To completely disband the Glee Club She here? wasn't trying to get Will sick. She okay. just tried to get the principal sick so that she could take over. That's okay. Principal. Will just got sick kind of by accident. I gotcha. don't think that was planned, although it was convenient for her because, you know, Sue hates Will. Right. Um, and That's I think then here. when um, Holly came, clearly Holly and Sue were bonding over quarters and red wine. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know. And so then it kind of presented itself for her to be like, oh. All right, fine. I have somebody that might work with me to do this. Okay, fine. Yeah, Will, you're fired. I have somebody in your place. Okay. And then, of course... Um, you know, there was the whole Mercedes tater tot thing, and so on. Okay. Yeah. It was definitely, like, a device to get a couple of things moving, everything else. But I have to say, I really liked how Gwyneth Paltrow was used. Oh, me too. I think she reminded me, not so much of substitute teachers, but as much as, like, you probably had a teacher in high school or middle school. She probably taught, like, gym or maybe health. Like, she wasn't, like, an English or a math teacher. She was one of this, like, the not-to-insult, like, health teachers out there, but... I remember in middle school, it was the health teacher who, who knows what she majored in, but like somehow she was teaching health (laughs) and like, you know, she was really young. All the popular kids loved her. She was like, you know, would hang out with them essentially at recess. And it was that teacher trying to be really cool. Mm -hmm. And that's what totally what she felt like to me. Like she didn't know how to discipline kids because like, why would, you know, she didn't want to discipline kids. She wanted to be cool and accepted by the kids (laughs) and everything else. 
Um, so I, I like that. Like I thought it was actually a believable character, even though she was kind of a joke. Well, it rang true to me too because I used to work at Teach for America, and, oh. and I, I wasn't a teacher. I worked in the office for Teach okay. for America, but I would always hear stories about the, these because you know Teach for America will bring these kids who are recent college graduates no and then plop yeah. them down in the middle of the Bronx and mm-hmm. be like, "Good luck." Um, and so, but you always hear these stories about the ways, the tactics that they take to try to get these kids in line, and always that's one of the ways that they'll try to go where they will try to be fun right, and jokey right. cool. and like do what they want and like you know make the class fun but, but it never ever works exactly yeah. it never ever works they always move on to something else mm-hmm. because they're always taken advantage of yeah. so, and that's what exact that's what happened to Gwyneth here mm-hmm. too so it did ring true I can yeah. see that happening yeah it felt very believable to me um, and I thought she was funny she was funny she was yeah. like the funniest I think I've ever seen because I guess I I don't know I hated Shallow Hal and I can't think of any other she did talk about fat stereotypes um I mean, I guess on Saturday Night Live, she's hosted a couple times, yeah, she's and she's, she is pretty good when she does it. So I think she does have like really good comic talent. I just, you know, she's Gwyneth, so you always think of her and these yeah. Gwyneth thrills, sylph like. Yeah. Yes, you know, always putting on a British accent. Yeah, she's yeah. Always putting on a British accent. Married <laughs> right to Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? The re- one of the uh, main things that I. Sorry, but it's this. These mimosas are delicious. Damn, I can't um, taste the alcohol. <laughs> we didn't put any in, Georges. <laughs> Get that lamp off, lampshade off your head. You're just drinking orange juice. Um, one of the first uh, instances where I didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow was when she was on Oprah shortly after winning her Oscar, okay. saying how she had had gone through such a severe depression because she had won an Oscar and she had so much money and everybody wanted her to be in a movie. Oh and my I, god, I'm crying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's the saddest thing I've ever heard. I, I, I started. I didn't like her at first either. She did this movie called Jefferson in Paris. I know the movie. Very early. Nick Nolte played Thomas Jefferson right. in it. But her first line in the movie is like she's crying or something, and she does this southern accent. She's like, "There's something in my eye." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like some forest god. Like, <laughs> she's supposed to be this like you know high class late like, 18th century. You know, yeah. ingenue. Um, and, and, um, debutante. Yeah, debutante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got my collar braces. The braces, Marvin. She was young at the time too. She must have been like nineteen or you know. Okay, yeah, because I remember that was like before. Oh, she had like a, she had like odd movies when she was really young. Yeah, because she was in that movie like one of the girl like it was like with Whoopi Goldberg and a whole bunch of other women. Um, oh, you know, uh, yeah. Um, what the nights. Moonlight and Valentino? Yes, yes. Oh, she wasn't. And I think that, that was also before, like, it was like before the Brad Pitt year. Yeah. Know? Once, I guess, seven was kind of what put her on the map, really. I liked her in uh, The Pitt. Talented Mr. Ripley as well. I yeah. Thought. I thought that movie really that. sort of changed things. Yeah, she did do it. She was good in that. Yeah. But, like, I adore she was cute. I think Wayne Kotke nailed it that she's easy to hate because she has had an easy life. Yeah. I, I, you know, I guess that's not fair to say, but right. she has an easy career getting into it's the hard industry. It's for her. Yeah. Exactly. But I think she's likable, as we were saying before. Mm-hmm. It's so it's really hard for somebody who is unlikable and a bitch to play likable. And she seems to be like, especially here. I loved her character. I, loved her. Yeah. I want her to come back. I want her to be there every week. Yeah, and let me just say, I think Apple is actually a really cute name for a little girl. Thank you. Yeah, like I know people were like attacking her for it, but I actually think it's cute. Like, I, I've known little girls named Olive, and I think it's adorable. Banjo, oh, wingspan, <laughs> <laughs> nectarine. That is actually a cute little name. Oh, but yeah, no, I thought she was yeah pretty like pretty great it was a little bit of and this is what happens on any show when you have a celebrity guest star like 
you do kind of feel like the show is definitely trying to make them look really good. Yeah. So you did have a lot of like extra musical moments, and it was very much like, okay, when is gonna sing? Everybody, back up. Right. Um, but it, it works. I feel like her appearance on the show was supposed to like sort of get people ready for this new movie that she's going to, going to be in, where she's the country singer. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, and it was like, that. show people that she's got chops, yeah. too. Look, she you know? sing. And, yeah, it's like, look, she sings, she dances, you know, she well, twirls plates, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. That song from Duets is one of my Cartwheels. favorite songs. You do Cartwheels. I have, the, I have that song on my iPod when she sings with, okay. um, uh, what's his head from, gonna go back in time. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Back <laughs> oh. Those are just words, Jason. Back to the future. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huey Lewis. Uh-huh. Huey, Lewis. <laughs> Huey Lewis plays her mom, her dad, and she's his daughter, and they sing Cruising. That song okay. Cruising together. Uh-huh. She, it's such a pretty song, and I love their version of it. So she can definitely sing. She sang in that movie Infamous, too, the um, the sort of other Truman Capote movie. Oh. And I thought she did a really nice job in that, and hmm. she was it was just sort of a glorified cameo. Okay. But the one with the guy who looks more like Truman Capote. Exactly. exactly. I love, actually uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, did, From yeah. the yeah. played the did anybody see Ever After? Yes, I love the movie love Ever After. Movie. He was in that. And, yeah. he was, and he played a dwarf in it, too. And he yeah. actually played like a tiny little... And oh. you get to see Angelica Houston, you know, flirt with him. Yeah. <laughs> You're a naughty, naughty little boy. <laughs> you know, I always like to imagine, you know, at the end of that movie, Angelica Houston is like, you know, disgraced with her yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. I always like to imagine that he sort of comes out of nowhere I'm and pulls bit. her up from, you know, <laughs> having, to work, having to work in, you know, as a laundress. And, you know, you it's know, like, you're not going to do any better. I know. <laughs> And her heart melts. And Jonka, he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> as she pulls her back, bending down to kiss him. Right. Somebody needs to make a sequel to Ever After. Oh, my yeah. I love that movie. I do. I was working in a movie theater when it came out, and I used to always sneak into it. That was when I hated Drew. See, that was when I irrationally hated Drew Barrymore when that movie came out. I used to hate Drew Barrymore, and I used to hate Gwyneth Paltrow. um, But now I actually were a hateful person. I was, but I've come to the point where I like everybody except you know who I hate. Shore Agadashlu. You just hate her name. I just hate everything about her. Why? Speak English. (laughs) No, I know that's no. You you can be bilingual, but like if you're going to be in a fucking movie. Enunciate. I'm not gonna I like strain. Of. And also, she just seems like she's a, kind of the Gwyneth Paltrow thing, where she's like acting a little more regal than she actually like, is. Oh, she's so classy. She can't play low class. Yeah. There's yeah. something about her that rubs me the wrong way. The one I used to hate, who I don't hate anymore, is Anne Hathaway, actually. I, yeah, I, I used like to, Anne Hathaway. I used to really dislike her, you know, because mm-hmm. it's sort of like Anne Hathaway stars in What's My Appeal, you know? Just, <laughs> just kind of fla- yeah, iced milk or something. I met her at a dog uh, run once, and she, I liked her a lot. I she liked was on her SNL last night. She yeah, was really she, cute. Yeah. She had a really good job. She was also complaining about, like, there was, um, this was, I used to be a dog walker, and we're at a dog run. And I didn't know who she was. Like, it was just, like, somebody there, like, with the dog that was playing with the dog I was with. And there was, like, this woman brought in, like, a little kid. And the little kid's running around the dog run. Oh, so, of course, all the dogs are going crazy. because like And the dog I was with hates little girls. <laughs> so, the little dog I was with was like, I'm going to kill her. And, like, me and Aunt Hathaway are talking about, like, oh, God, don't you hate when people do that? And, like, she, she leaves, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was Anne Hathaway. I like her. She agrees with me about children and dog <laughs> That's really the reason I like her. I don't know anything about her acting. I really, I really liked Rachel getting married, and okay. um, that was good. Some parts, parts and, you know, she was great in Brokeback Mountain and, yeah, uh, yeah. and Alice in Wonderland. I thought she was one of the best I really enjoyed Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> I, will do, I will watch anything that Julie Andrews is in. Anything, I'll, mm. do any, I'll watch anything she does. She could butter her toast. I feel like that's a challenge now. Julie Andrews, do a really, really, like, offensive film. Let's see if Jason will watch it. I will. I, I will be right there. I swear yeah. to God, I will be there front row. 
Anything Julie Andrews does is amazing. She, she was topless. Reads the dictionary. She was in topless in uh, uh, Blake Victor Edwards' Vic- film. Um, mm, not Victor Victoria. No, um, Darling Lily. Darling Lily. Yeah, Darling. It's a, well, it's a movie from the '60s with Rock Hudson, I think. Okay. It's like huge flop at the time, but it was infamous because she, she, she did it. She her taking off. She did. She did it. Yeah, she did a topless shower scene with him in it, oh. and uh, this movie was just renowned for its awfulness. Okay. We have we have actually a really good friend who her dad um, always had a crush on Julie Andrews, and I think really liked that movie. And, uh, Is he why? gay too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I don't think so. She always had, did sort of have the dirty nun thing going on. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, nuns well, and I mean, novices. She was a slutty nun anyway. Because you know she leaves the nunhood to mm-hmm. get married, right? Yeah, get thee to a nunnery. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. My father went to Catholic school, and they had to go see that movie in the theater when it came out. <laughs> and so my mom hates my mom hates nuns. Like my mom will give the finger to nuns if she's she just really hates them. And um, she hates that movie because it brings her back to Catholic school. But like the one thing she always remembers about it is the nuns like. Hated the character for leaving the nunnery for. I bet like that. nuns love that movie though because they're like, oh, there's hope. Because it's that it's that like, like, yeah. guy yeah. will marry me, it's that get that me out of here. Yes, the fan- me, nun fantasy. Let me grow my hair out, <laughs> wear real clothes, and sing with children. I just have to keep <laughs> being nice. The Nazis. Keep pretending yeah. I like these fucking kids, I, and maybe I'll get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> all right, so should we go into the songs? Yes. All right, all right. Um, should we stop to get refills, or should we go into the songs? Yeah. Can we? Let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we'll away. be back with the songs. As a listener of podcasts, sometimes you hear us ask for things like votes in the iTunes store, or donations, or something like that. Well, this time around, we're going to ask you for something a little different. Would you like your help on well, helping one of our own? That's right. I'm Brother D, and this is Miss Bren here. Hello. And we want to talk a little bit about our friends, Matt and Liz. Now, Matt's active on Twitter. He's the man behind the blog, Chuck Norris Ate My Baby, which you can find at ChuckNorrisAteMyBaby.com. And his Twitter name is Matt Zuka. And they're trying to put together an amazing wedding because they've been engaged for four years. And the reason they've been engaged for four years is because Matt got sick with renal failure during their engagement. Mm-hmm. And he's all better now because Liz gave him a kidney. I don't know any couples that have that kind of a bond. It's pretty special. That's a lot. That's one heck of an engagement ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Would you give me your kidney? I would now. <laughs> <laughs> So now Matt is healthy and doing well, and they are able to move on with their wedding plans. However, that whole kidney thing, not cheap. In the meantime, Matt really wants to give Liz what she deserves. The girl gave up a kidney. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they're ready to move forward with the next stage of their life. They want to get married. And that's where we come in. That's where you come in. There is a contest right now at the Waterfront Beach Resort where they can get the wedding of their dreams. And it's all based on vote. That's what you need to do. You need to get over to the website and you need to vote. Now, you do have to register to do so. But I did it in like three minutes. They're real quick. You have to put in your email address. They'll send you a confirmation email. It's painless. It's quick. And it helps all our friends Matt and Liz. Once you register, you can vote every single day. For how long? Well, they're in round two right now. And voting continues through November 29th. 
Oh, wow. So we could all get in about, what, 15, 20 votes for them? Definitely. If we go every day. How many people are competing? In this particular round, there are 10 couples. So we need to get in there and get Liz this wedding that she so dearly deserves. She gave up a kidney for it, for crying out loud. Well, she didn't give up a kidney for it. She gave up a kidney for love, and therefore love owes her a good wedding. So there you go. Here's what you do. Go to tinyurl.com slash lizmatt, that's L-I-Z-M-A-T-T, or if you're feeling funny, go to tinyurl.com slash kidneywedding. Help out our friends, and uh, we'll get them into the next round. Hopefully. I hope so. Really? How often do you find two people who are so in love that they are able to stay together through all that medical trauma and heal each other? That's amazing. They're sharing a kidney, man. I don't believe they're sharing a kidney. Oh, that's true. I believe they each have their own kidney now. But they're like matching sets. That's true. They have matching kidneys. That's so cute. It is adorable. How come we don't have matching kidneys? (laughs) You don't love me. I love you with all my kidney. Jason and I watched recently called The Fourth Floor with Juliette Lewis oh. and, uh, <laughs> and William Hurt. And there's a scene, and Tobin Bell is actually in it. it oh, was that's awesome. Yeah. He's so good. And there's a scene, he has a scene with Juliette Lewis where he just looks at her and says, you have a really interesting face. <laughs> and, and then turns out and walks away. turns and leaves. <laughs> I feel like Juliette Lewis has been told that it's a lot. It's like the nicest like, thing anyone has ever yeah. said in her face. Yeah. I like Juliette Lewis a lot, but that but, is a mug. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's like the Sean Penn face of like, it looks like it's somebody who needs to quit it. This comes full circle because she too dated Brad Pitt. Yeah, Bam. that's true. Nailed it. Done. Oh, wow. Thank you for listening to GleeCast, everybody. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to drop the mic right now. They were in Too Young to Die together. Brad Pitt used to date everybody. And yeah. California. Together. Yeah. Yes. With a K. Yeah, yeah. With a K. They were, I remember, um, I used to read The Inquirer a lot back in the day, because um, it's really fabulous reading. Right. And I remember, like, right when, I guess, he started dating Jennifer Aniston, they did, like, a whole thing of, like, all the women he's dated. And he had, like, a couple of kind of high-profile romances, but I can't remember who the other, there was, like, one or two other famous ones, but I can't remember who they were. Yeah. 
But there, I always remember the Juliette Lewis picture because it was when she was nominated for an Oscar for Cape Fear. And she had the, the cornrows. She had the cornrows. <laughs> cornrows with a K. Yeah, they've been together for like four or five years. Yeah, you know, yeah that was strange. Yeah. Oh, their babies have been, have been interesting. Ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But well, Gwyneth um, uh, Paltrow's and, and Brad Pitt's babies—they would have been beautiful. Oh my god! They? It would have been icky though. Little Aryan like, oh, babies. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. 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 I think I think you know, they would have gotten all of the bad traits that each one of them have. Yeah, not that Brad, not, I would have hoped. Not, not that Brad Pitt has that many bad right. traits, but um, but yeah, the, the, when attractive people have babies together, that's what always. That's seems what to we happen. tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better. These <laughs> beautiful people. And it's just, the yes. truth. Okay, sure. Remember how happy you were when um, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes's baby was kind of weird looking. Yeah. In the early days, yeah. And you were like, ah. <laughs> uh, the, the weirdest baby is um, although I, lo- I love Naomi Watts, her and Leif Schreiber baby is oh. like is well, white I love them both so much and uh, oh. I don't know Leif Schreiber is <gasps> weird looking to me oh I think he's handsome yeah I do I think that's, he looks, that's what he's I a good, by weird he has a good <laughs> beard face <laughs> he does he's a, he's a man who should always have a beard or a scruff yes. yeah, I would yeah. agree with that yeah. So, but wait, back to the song. What was the CeeLo song called? I'm trying Eric to think of it. It's called, well, actually, I didn't know. I, ah. I, I, like, heard the song, and I was like, oh, this is really catchy, and I started singing it, and um, I was like, forget you, and um, <laughs> then last night at the bar, actually, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was doing, actually, um, last night at the bar, it came on the jukebox, and I was like, thank I was like, I know this song. I was like, oh, it's on Glee. And then I was like, wait, these aren't the words. And apparently the, the word is actually oh. called Fuck You. Which yeah. Bangkok he did call a while back. He was did like, he? that's the next song they should do. Because it was back with, I think, the Billionaire. Oh. How like, they, they had to change Changed so many of the words. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I do remember him saying that. I had no idea what he was talking about. Because, of course, you know, all this music. Yeah. Um, so I realized last night that it, it is an actual song. <laughs> Those aren't the words. But apparently he does have... A fuck you version and a forget, forget you version. Oh, okay. So it's not just them recording it's not one time them, and forget. Yeah, and like entirely. Okay. It's not them entirely sanitizing it. There is an actual sanitized version for um, radio play. Like, okay. can I get a what what? Yeah. Do the jiggers from all of my ladies who exactly. don't Wait, what was it really? Can I get a fuck you? Fuck you. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm learning so much. Um, I like this. Like again, I didn't know the song. I liked it more the second time. I'm like in love with this song now. I listened to it like mm. three times on the way here in the car. I was like, like "Fuck you!" Oh, well, I was listening <laughs> to the Glee version. Too, <laughs> so I was like, you, but. Um, what I loved about it, I loved how the cheerleaders were used. I loved how they were kind of like this like little trio of dancers, well, like booty girls, also, like, yeah. background booty girls, the fly girls, fly girls, fly girls, if you will. Totally, because it was they were the catalyst. Because it was Santana who was like, "You don't know nothing about CeeLo. And right? She was right. like, "You mean what do you mean I don't know nothing about CeeLo? Top forty, baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they they've used them like that before too. Because that was Quinn's audition. They used Britney and Santana in the background right. for "Say a Little Prayer." And I mean, I we go back and forth on the like when they sing like fun wise in the uh, Glee rehearsal room because sometimes it feels really forced. Like, you know, okay, here they are, they're lip-singing, and they're dancing, and they're supposed to look like they're just having a good time. And I feel like the last time we saw it, it worked really well. I can't remember which song it was. Um, 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 I can't remember. Okay. The last time they did it, Gotcha, they notebook. Oh, God, it's killing me. But it was really... Was it Rocky Horror? Was it Hot Patootie? Hot Patootie, yes, that was it, that was it. Hot Patootie was really fun. Like, it felt, like, organic. It felt like they were all really having a good time doing it. And I felt this one, too. Like, yeah. it, it looked it. like they weren't just like, okay, I have to dance with you now. Like, right. they, they actually looked like they were enjoying themselves, which I liked. 
Um, but technically, we skipped a song because the first actual song in the episode is Conjunction. 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 Oh, that's, that's right. That's true. Yes. Which was awesome. Which was a min- like a minute and a half, well, probably like 80 seconds yeah. of fabulousness. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It made me want to see like a Glee version of Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that it, would be good. It also makes me wonder how many like teenagers now knew what it was. Mm. Oh, because yeah. I feel like that's a very. Now, do you, George, do you know? I know Schoolhouse. George was a is a teenager, everybody. I admit Schoolhouse Rock was a little before my time. Okay. Um, we, you know. They like, were, even I don't remember it overly. It was, yeah, yeah, it was before our time. Yeah. They would show it to us in class. Yeah, they yeah. would show it to us in class, too. But, you, you know, we had, we, you know, we had our <laughs> Clarissa Explains It All and our, you know, Rocco's Modern <laughs> how, Life. How and, you know, are you? I'm 27. So am I. But, I, yeah, it wasn't on. Like, Schoolhouse Rock wasn't on for us. No, but no, I think no. I knew it, though. But, yeah. but, you know, they were, the, like, I don't think. I think they tried to show it to us, but I think our reactions to it were so negative that they... Uh, that they this that they, Sesame Street I know, bitch. exactly. That they kind of, that, that I think they sort of gave up. Oh. You know, I always remember the I'm a Bill. That was always my favorite one. Yeah, I was yeah. actually just thinking about I'm that. Just they, a bill. they should do a version like how a gym teacher it. becomes a principal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just a gym <laughs> teacher. <laughs> Talking about all the political steps she has to go to to overthrow the government. I think that's what I remember seeing the most. I think like they actually showed it to my, me in social studies, not in like English. There was a. Uh, did anybody see title of show? The show title of show no. on Broadway. No. Um, really funny show. It's very meta. It's about them putting on the show that they're in. And okay. There's a part piece where a guy's trying to write a song, and a blank piece of paper comes out, and he sings. It's very much like <laughs> I'm a Bill, and he's talking about how you can create something out of a blank piece of paper. It's yeah, really cute. If like you get that. the chance, you should see because they still tour. Oh, nice. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, nice. Um, so the next song was uh, Will's Daydream, mm-hmm. which was what Make was Him this? Laugh. Make Him Laugh. From Make Him Laugh. Him laugh. Don't you laugh. know everyone has Yeah, I know that. No, I know the song. But I'm saying I don't remember. Was, was I in the I kitchen then? I think you might have been. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, totally missed this part. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was, don't tell people I smoke. God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell them what you smoke. Never. Yeah. Um, so it, you, it, it opens and it's just like it's Will and he walks into the onto the stage and very Mike theatrical. Chang, yeah, Mike Chang is at the piano and he's like, Mike, I got the best song we could do for a sectional. It's like, it, and he's very old timey, yeah, which is yeah, not what 40s. I was doing at all. But Mike. <laughs> 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 so was this a uh, was this a fantasy? You yeah, said? it was, it was a fantasy sequence. Fantasy. Okay. And then him and Mike Chang do the, the entire like exactly from the movie Make Him Laugh. Mm-hmm. Shirtless, I assume, right? Of course, I don't <laughs> it's the only way those two should be together. <laughs> that would have been my daydream. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, well, it's too did, sexy. Too well, sexy. did take his shirt off. In he episode. did. Yeah, so, I mean, we should, nice. you know, thank the world for that. Um, this, I mean, like, Erica looked at me, she's like, you're going to love this. I'm like, oh, my God, the drum, oh, my God. I didn't yeah. say that. I said, this you is going to be like, great. Yeah, 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 you're going to be like, <laughs> I was like, you realize how great this is going to be, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm well aware of it. I was just checking. Yeah. And it's because this is like one of my favorite songs. And like, I actually haven't ever watched Singing Sing in the Rain from beginning to end, but I've seen like most of the musical parts. And this is the one like I'll go back to. Like, I'm bored on YouTube. Make them laugh. <laughs> and like, the only thing like was like, it was, you know, it was essentially the movie. Yeah. It was like, you know, movement for movement. But it was cute. It worked. And, you know, and it was my Chang dancing, which, you know, always was me. Always. And you know, I like how this, the, how Glee will uh, incorporate, even if they do something show f- word for word or line for line, mm-hmm. it's still, they make it fit into the story yeah. really well. So it, yeah. it shows how musicals apply to real life and yeah. like, or, or to, you know, a character's life. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Because yeah. it worked this week. He was yeah. trying to get the, the group on his side. He was, yeah, trying to get them like, come on guys, it's, it's old, but it's good. And, yeah, you know. and it's fun and we should have fun. And yeah, I, I liked that. Um, even though I didn't see it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and I just really like that Will dreams about Mike Chang. Like, yeah. 
Who doesn't? So, but in this episode, we have examples of how taking something word for word, move for move from a movie works, and then when it doesn't work, because I really didn't yeah. enjoy the next song. Nope. <laughs> the next song is Nowadays from yeah. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um, this Which was is... where the Glee's budget, you know, where the New Directions shot out their budget to create a moving set. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and it was this. We talked about this, I think, um, during the Rocky Horror episode. Yeah. That question of. Okay, so once a movie once a movie musical happens, now does every production of that musical have to be the movie? And apparently it does, because mm-hmm. apparently this, you know, Chicago's been on Broadway now for how many years? Um, but this, you're watching this, you're like, okay, yeah, that was Catherine Zeta-Jones, and that's Renee Zellweger, and they're, they, the choreography was the same. Yeah. The set was the same. Like, I think even the costuming was almost the same. It was like, very similar. And things so, like Lion uh, King the musical and, you know, which... Right. Yeah. But also, but didn't they switch it up with the, where the dark-haired girl played the blonde and the blonde played the dark-haired <laughs> girl? <laughs> you know, you're yeah. 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 You're, you're flipping me out. Gwyneth was, the, uh, with, was Catherine Zeta-Jones' Mind's role. Mind's blown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's brand new. It's original. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I actually enjoyed this number. I don't know. Are I, you I, a Chicago fan? I am. I am a Chicago. Show? Yeah, and I've and I think I, I see the show. Yeah, I saw the show mm-hmm. a couple Who was years in it? ago. There's always some kind of guest star. I the, when I went because uh, Melora Hardin was in it from The Office, oh. but she was off the day that oh, I went. No, yeah, they, they had the sub in that day. Which side note? Show. There's a horror movie with her that you have to see. Is it Drive Through? Oh, interesting. Okay, Drive-thru. we'll talk Drive-thru. later. We'll talk about it. Good. Yes. But no, I did like this. I liked this number because I like when they kind of reel in Leah Michelle. And they didn't have her do big, doing big bold yeah, like, just stand screaming there and keep her arms up and everything else. Yeah, and it was just a it was a good good solid performance from her. It wasn't like all about her showy vocals. It was just like solid, and she she can pull back and she can reel it in. I, I like the harmony of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Which like when I listened to it the second time and like really listened to it, I thought because their you know their voices are probably a little different right. from you know Kevin Jay Jones or Renee Zellweger. Lemon Face McCanty. Like it actually was like. I wonder if this is one of those cases where I'll enjoy listening to it more than I liked watching it. Yeah. Because like the, they actually harmonized in a really interesting way. Like it wasn't the, the they weren't going for the notes that you expected them to. Yeah. And so I like the sound of it, but I'm just watching it. I hated that it was there was nothing original about it. Exactly. That bothered me. Precisely. I agree, and I just find it really interesting that we were all like, "I love make them laugh." Well, me and Emily anyway. Yeah. We were like, "We really like that," and that was exactly the same thing too. But but that's know, also from was... a. You know, what, a 60-year-old movie. Yeah. And it's something that you haven't, you know, it's not so recent, I guess. And also with Chicago, like, we're saying, like, Chicago's been musical. Like, so therefore, you, there's more you can do with it. Like, you know, it's, it's like if you've ever, um, I don't know if any of you are actors or have had to sit in a room where actors are auditioning. Mm-hmm. I was an actor, but I used to, you know, do a lot with theater, and I would have to sit there when actors come in. And I was an actor, too. Okay. Yeah. The worst thing was when somebody comes in, they're like, I'm going to do a monologue from the movie... You know, the Wicker Man or something. And they're going to do, like, like, okay, all they're going to do is an imitation. Because it's like, when there's a movie, it's so much harder to interpret it than it is because it... It's in a different place than a play. Like you've never put on the, you know, the movie. Are you so, talking to me? <laughs> you I don't see anybody else in here, so you must be talking to me. <laughs> like, and that's that's what it kind of feels like. The difference, I guess, between doing like a musical or doing an old movie and doing a movie that came out five years ago. Yeah, I guess with a movie you are very boxed in, like yeah. you're, because of editing and the setting, mm-hmm. and like you you can only see it one way. So I can kind of understand how you, there's not a lot of room for. Yeah, it's like less about you know the performance as much as it is about what that actor. Did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But what, what's next? 
Um, the last the, song was the Umbrella Singing uh, in the Rain mashup. Singing in the rain. Did anyone else notice that the people didn't seem to be getting very wet? I noticed that. They How do they do that? <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't I, Anybody else notice that they had a rain machine? <laughs> <laughs> How, how did they not like electrocute themselves? Right, to they had to be yeah. mic'd. I, I, I didn't care for the song very much. I didn't feel it. I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't understand the mashup. It didn't work for me. I liked the fact that it was a mashup. Mm-hmm. I really liked I the it. fact that it was, you know, like, because at first I didn't even hear the singing in the rain until like I watched it again. I'm like, oh, oh, they're singing in the rain. Like, I like that. That's my favorite thing is when they, you know, either do a mashup or do something different with the song. So I like that. Um, I mean, it was really cool to watch. It's just, the, because I'm not, I guess, a big fan of, like, the umbrella, the song, like, right. it just, it didn't, for me, like, it just felt like they were lip singing, I felt like this, like, it wasn't, it, it was a personal taste thing for me, I think. I liked the presentation of it, mm-hmm. but the actual music didn't get me. Oh, one of my favorite things in the world is, like, when they use the high motion camera with water moving, mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, it catches it. And, like, you need to see Step Up and Step, step exactly. Up 2 and 3. You yeah. really do. I love that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, more than anything. So I did like that aspect. Visually, I liked it, mm-hmm. but I didn't like the music. Okay. I like the music. I think, I think it was a fun mashup, and... You know, it got the point across of mm-hmm. Will sort of doing what he wants to do to expose the kids to new things, but also keeping them interested because it's about stuff that they like mm-hmm. yeah. with Umbrella. And I think a lot of times that's what Glee tries to do. So, I don't know. It worked for me. You know something else that really rang tra- true in this episode? Not really about the music, but when Gwyneth Paltrow is talking to Will, when he comes to her and was like, you know, how could you take my job, and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. When she says, like, listen, it's not a great economy, yeah. and it's yeah. really hard to get a job as a teacher, especially in, in the, the arts. arts. Yeah. And that's true. That's dead on, especially right mm-hmm. now with what's going on in education. That yeah. was that, that rang true to me. And, I mean, Glee does, I guess, um, I guess they have, like, some sponsorship with a charity. Not a charity, but, like, a, an organization for, like, keeping the arts in school. Because mm-hmm. you see the commercial. Commercials. Everyone yeah. sounds annoying so fast forward, and you're like, oh my god, it's Glee. Oh no, it's commercial. Exactly. <laughs> commercials are actually really funny. Like, yeah, they are. And they are good, and they, they are all about, like, I guess it's some organization, I don't know the name of it, because I'm a bad person. But it's something about, like, you know, keeping the arts in school, which, you know, it is a problem. And I know when I was in high school, that was because I, in high school, I was big into music. I played the flute, and my biggest fear was always, it was like, they're going to cut band. Yeah. Then what am I going to do? You know. I can tell you played the flute in high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah, just something about you. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I never thought I looked. I always thought people thought I played the tuba. <laughs> I, I, I played the skin flute myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a virtuoso. Um, so that's all the songs. You want to talk about high notes? High notes! Um, the, the Glee Babies. Yeah, there was the best. Adorable. They were so fucking cute. Glee babies make our dreams come true. They need to do a spinoff. Yes. (laughs) Even though, like, I don't know, I was was a huge Muppet Baby fan. Although I didn't like the um, inconsistency with the Muppet movie. Because, like, in the Muppet movie, it's, like, how they all met. Oh, exactly. But in Muppet Babies, it's like, what the fuck? They knew each other as kids? And what happened to Scooter's sister Skeeter? Did she die? And how do, you know, Piggy and the Muppet Babies, you know, who did Miss Piggy fuck to have Piggy, little, little Miss Piggy? It's a good question. Did, was it, like, some big burly boar or something? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. And, like, what was up with Nanny? All those all those questions I always more. loved Nanny. Nanny's yeah, speech. She, I, my dream was, you remember these, I guess they still do them. They still do, like, the Ice Capade shows. They had one for Muppet Babies. Oh. I wanted to go to one. Not so much to see, like, you know, just for, like, the Muppets on Ice. I really wanted to see Nanny. Because I'm like, oh, my God, they can't just have giant feet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see what Nanny looks like. And that was, like, my, my dream. 
Listeners, if any of you saw the Muppet Babies on Ice, <laughs> please tell me what Nanny looked like. Interesting. Oh, yeah. we have to know. Please yeah. write in. We have to know. Gleecast at gmail.com. She had stripy socks, didn't she? Yeah, that's yeah, all we know. That's green, all we green, saw Yeah, her. green and yeah. white socks. And she had a very comforting dress. old lady voice. Yeah, she, yeah. I always imagined her as kind of a gray haired. I always thought her as like Angela Lansbury type. Well, see, yeah. I, I, that mystery was put to bed when I found out that it was Barbara Billingsley who did the voice, who was on the, really? Leave It to Beaver. Like, oh, she was the mom on Leave It to Beaver because somebody told me that as a kid, and I was like, oh, okay, that's what she looks like. So yeah. airplay, yeah. Air, yeah. most famously, in my opinion, airplay. Oh yeah, or that the jive song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ingenious I talk jive. Yeah, <laughs> I love airplane. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, so but I, well, the thing I loved most about the little little glee kids was I love that Mike Chang was. I just want to dance. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had like later on they had another joke about Mike Chang when um all the kids are like playing the jokes on the substitute and they're like I'm Santana, I'm Rachel, I'm annoying, I'm Mike Chang. And Mike Chang looks like nods, like, yep, that's all people know about me. Um, I I liked um, Brittany's line when she was a baby. She's going to go to Paris and visit the oeuvre. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Rachel just talked about how she wants to do the the oeuvre of uh, Bernadette Peters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should get Bernadette Peters. Yeah, she should be. Oh, God, why haven't they yet? Great guest star. They have more Broadway people on there. Like, they started it. Yeah, they had Kristen Chenoweth and they had Dina Missel. But supposedly they couldn't appear on the same show together. Yeah, Yeah. has has Cheyenne Jackson been on the show? Yes. Yes. He's coming on, right? He's in the premiere and he'll be on more. Yeah. Once they get to. Compete against vocal adrenaline. Yeah. Um, one of my high points was that Sue referred to Mercedes as Jacquet, yes. which I thought was hilarious. I don't get it. Jacquet. Oh, Jacquet. Okay. Arrows, Hamley. It was funny. I was just having a really long conversation about ladybugs at work the other day, and it was really sad because I. The movie to, or the bug? The movie. Okay. Not, not the bug. Okay. Um, I had to tell a coworker, she's like, whatever happened to Jonathan Brandis? I'm like, oh, he. That's so sad. <laughs> no, <it's awesome. laughs> and she totally thought I was kidding. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was no, very sad. He, he dated Tatiana Ali for a little while. Did he? Yeah, I think so. He dated so. the girl in Ladybugs, who was then in, um, 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 uh, Oh God! The West Craven remake, Hills Have Eyes, oh. the remake, Vanessa something. Did she get raped? No, she was the mother. Oh, okay. She she got um her breast milk sucked out by a uh, savage. Oh, man. she she's, she mean, dies. She got, she got a breast she milk. Was, thing. She was the one who D. Wall Stone played in the original yes. Hills of Eyes yes, who yes, gets yes, murdered horribly. Oh, she, so she yeah. was the mom. She was the, 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 mo- the, the older mother. No, that was no, Kathleen no, no, no. Quinlan. Oh. Yeah. yeah okay. No, she was the older sister with the yeah. baby. With the baby. Who dies. Yeah, she's the one that has to breastfeed the caveman. I think the hills should I have I should be a musical. To bring I, back to I think you are correct. The hills musical. have eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, like one of um, my my favorite things to do with my boyfriend is if, if like I don't want to eat something. We just always do the joke of like, what, you too good to eat dogs? <laughs> All the time. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my highlights from this episode was uh, when it's, uh, um, impersonation of Mary Todd Lincoln, which we've talked oh, about. Oh, oh hilarious. That's what I, I could watch that forever. Yeah. yeah. And it's so dead on because I, I used to live in, you know what's funny? Inside information listeners. Ooh, ooh. I used to live in Springfield, it's Illinois, cool. where Lincoln's home is. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. the, the basis of the, the Lincoln Museum is there and his house and, um, uh, the, the, his house that people can go tour has become the hot spot for hookers. Ooh. <laughs> I yeah. love it. 
Because that's where all the tourists go. They always go to Lincoln's home. No, they're really Fort, Fort Bragg or bust. No, this yeah. is the Midwest, so they're like oh. messed out, toothless females. <laughs> um, but I remember I was driving along one day, and it was kind of rainy, and I was driving near there, and I saw my friend Heidi like walking along the side of the street, and I'm like, what is she doing out in the rain? There's no umbrella, and she's going to catch she's her death of cold. And so I turned around, and I went, and I opened the door, and it's raining really hard, and she came over, and she got in the car, and I was like, Heidi, what are you... Oh, dear God, I picked up a hooker. Heidi at all. I was terrified. So I just drove her. I just drove her to I asked her where she was going and she said she was going to her motel and I drove her there and I was like, Hey, okay, well good luck, have a good day. And she's like, You can come in. I was like, Oh, I am set. I am all good. I got what I needed out of I am satisfied. Thank you, madam. We went to um uh, last summer we uh, we went with um some of our other friends on a road trip down south and one of our stops was Kentucky and we went to Mary Todd Lincoln's home. Mm. Yes. Yeah, and we learned a lot of a lot of history of Mary Todd Lincoln. Was her hair collection there or something, or like, like her hair babies? You're yeah, like, her hair and rolls yeah. it into dolls. <laughs> my babies, where are my babies? Yeah, <laughs> she wasn't. She sick. was a kooky one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, her own son tried to commit her. There was a trial, and it was all sad. Well, and, and I, if I'm correct, Lincoln's tomb is also in Springfield, and I think his mistress's tomb is like right by him, or really, yeah, or really close. Because that was just common. You know, <laughs> Lincoln's secret slave cemetery is there too. Was she a slave? I always love that. Him. I always love that joke of like it, it was a cartoon I saw one time, and Lincoln's waking up the next morning. He looks at he's looking at the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, and he just says, "I freed who?" And, like, <laughs> and there's alcohol bottles all over. And he's, that, like, Gary, that sounds like Gary Larson, probably. Kind of. yeah. yeah. Oh, I miss the farce. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I used to always get the calendar. They don't make day calendars anymore of it. I'm really I know. worried about that. What was your highlight? Did you have a, a high note for the episode? Um, something that stands out. Something. Well, I'm trying to think of something we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. But uh, a lot of good stuff about this one. I still say I still say the Mary Todd Lincoln. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that was, was our favorite part. By, by far the most the funniest part. Well, actually, I just clear. I, I, I felt too. she was yeah, and you know, was, she was kind of a little Liz Lemonish about it too. Like mm. uh, she, uh, Tina Fey, always does History that. Nerd. Oh, kind of does that voice all the time. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be silly. Uh, but I don't know. I just thought it was you know out of character for Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. haven't really yeah. seen her be retarded before. Yeah. I see that. Well, I yeah. like the attractive Biggie Smalls, too. Yeah. yeah. That was really <laughs> that good. That flashback. Yeah, that was, was great. Dead yeah. on. That's like magic. I stole my Air Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Christian. And I liked um, during the dinner with Kurt and Mercedes when Mercedes started imagining them. Yeah. And she, he was like, oh, look, a little well, curse just fell out of my mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I like that storyline in general. Like, I, I believed it. Like, you know, just sitting. And I love that they both read Paella Bones biography. That makes me happy. Right. Uh, of course I did. Of course I did. Me and uh, me and my friend Jonah, we, we you, there was a part on Will and Grace one time where uh, did, I, did you watch Will and Grace? Not really. Anybody? Because uh, Jack I wanted was, to, but I never found it funny. It wasn't very good. But there's, there's certain <laughs> parts. But Jack is accused of being a bad, a bad best friend by Will. So and Jack decides he's going to commit to him and he's going to listen to everything Will says and they're going to go out and they're going to have a dinner and they're just going to focus and then Patty Lupone sits right behind Jack <laughs> at dinner and he just has big eyes and he's trying to focus and Patty Lupone's talking about how she needs this and needs that and finally just Jack turns around and he says shut up Patty Lupone <laughs> <laughs> and me and my friend Jonah do that all the time him over the head with a purse. just out of nowhere we'll just be talking and we'll just be like shut up Patty Lupone <laughs> I saw her on Broadway last week doing what? Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown oh I bet she was amazing she's she was been... amazing the show's not the oh. show has a lot of problems but she was fabulous she's like, always she comes fabulous out, like that was my biggest thing I was like I was so excited to see her 
Because I missed my chance to see her in Sweeney Todd. I missed Gypsy, and I shouldn't have for all of these things. I should have just gotten my off my ass and gone. Um, and I was convinced she wasn't going to be in the show that day. I'm like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to load up the program. That Elizabeth Hayward's going to fall out. It's going to save the role of blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it wasn't. She was in, and I was happy. Do you e- edit any of the show? Not really. Because <laughs> I have a really un... un uh, I'll tell you guys later. It's a, okay. it's a horrible <laughs> joke that shouldn't go on the air. Oh, man. But it's about Patty Lavone, it but it's just, oh. but it's not. It was actually on. You know the, the website Overheard in New York. Yes. yes. I told a friend of mine what we had said. Like there was an exchange between me and mm-hmm. Jonah once again, and my friend thought it was hilarious, so she just, just submitted it to nice. Overheard New York. Tell it. Just she, tell it on the air. You think? Yeah, I do. Okay, so we were at Musical Mondays at Splash Bar okay. in New York City, and like there's, it's where they show all these you know movie musicals mm-hmm. and Broadway musicals on big screens, and it's a big sing along. And there's one with Patty Lupone, and I guess she was in like South Pacific or something, and she's wearing like kind of long like wide pants. And, um, you know, she's like a sailor. And my friend Jonah, he was like, God, nice knickers. And I said, Jonah, they are called backup dancers. (laughs) (laughs) Is that too off color? (laughs) We thought it was hilarious at the time. Podcast listeners, if you were offended, <laughs> back to podcast podcast. Who don't have an email address? Fadoodly.com. That's the address. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my other high notes. Um, um, oh, when the kids were all defending Will and saying like all the things yeah, he taught them, yeah. it was a really cute montage because it was like. Um, you even got in a um, uh, Ned Ryerson. I always call him Ned Ryerson. I don't know what his actual name was. Sandy. The, the, the chorus teacher who has inappropriate relationships yeah. with young boys. You got in a joke about him because Puck's like, nobody ever touched me like that. I mean, Mr. Sandy so, Ryerson touched me, yeah. even in a different way. Yeah. Um, and and I, during I, that scene, I like how Sam is kind of like the male Britney sometimes. Like, yeah, he kind of says stupid things. Blonde. And he's like, he taught me how to tie my shoes. Tell me how to tie my shoes. <laughs> I didn't tie my shoes until I was 18, so it's cool. Uh, <laughs> and and Britney, who got confused by the second half of the alphabet. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, admittedly, when you were like five... The M and the N yeah. confuse you, especially when you sing it in the song, because it's like L-M-N-O-P. Like, it sounds like you're saying, like, and somewhere there, so you're always really confused about right. that. Right. So and elemino sounds L-M-N-O. like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds like a word in itself. Elemino. Elemino. Yeah. yeah. We're going mining for some elemino. Exactly. The only other thing, actually, it sounds like something in Avatar. Um, the only other thing I liked was that... Um, you had oh yeah I think I already talked about it earlier like how like in Rocky Horror it was about like Will kind of using the kids to like you know get his girlfriend this one you kind of had like Gwyneth Paltrow as this teacher who's really like you know kind of like in theories this really good teacher who wants to help the kids but really is also like just kind of trying to be cool yeah you know? and I like that theme of like that Glee goes back to a lot of like the adults being just as fucked up as the kids right <laughs> um my kind of last comment which I'm I'm not really sure if it's a high note or a low note we're gonna have to see how it plays out was that mm. threat from from football Larry I kind of a footballer. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Know. It was like a very serious threat. Wait, is his name Larry as well on the show? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. His name is like Kropopsky. We, 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 last week we called him yeah. Officer Krupke. Okay. <laughs> Something like Kandalewski. I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, we just keep calling him Larry. Like, like from Buffy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's sexy, though. Yeah, he is. Kind I mean, of he, you know, if he gave you a hug, it would keep you warm. He definitely, he recently did an It Gets Better video. Oh. Um, talking about like really? yeah, because how he oh. plays a bully on TV and like how he you know did an on-screen kiss okay. and, and because you know he's in the kind of in the gay culture right now mm-hmm. he didn't he gets better video so I like him as a oh person. that's good I want, yeah. the, I want yeah. the Power Rangers to do one of those that even the Power one who Rangers? murdered somebody on a yes. boat <laughs> Power Ranger murdered somebody on a boat yeah well one of the guys from up the old Power Ranger show okay. he yeah he murdered somebody I think he was just like he got the death sentence do you know what color he huh? was. 
<laughs> We're not, we are racist. Might as well. No, but you know what color? I thought he was the green ranger. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a ranger. He was one of the people like that went to their school. Oh, was uh, he one of the bullies? Um, I, maybe I don't remember. I'll have to look this up. But so what he did, yeah. he like stormed somebody's boat, and it was a couple, and then they tied them to the anchor and threw them over and stole all their stuff. I love it. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then the white ranger just came out recently. Oh. The red ranger, I mean, the red ranger just came out recently. Oh, he was like the main one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the Red Ranger was the... No, he was the Blue Ranger. Sorry. The blue one. The oh, blonde the bla- glasses. Oh, I thought he was the black one. <laughs> I thought the Blue Ranger was the Black Ranger. I thought the Black Ranger no, was the Black, black Ranger. Ranger. No, the Black Ranger was black. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Yellow they Ranger. Didn't trust kids to make oh, that's awful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Racist Cast. Now, now, I, now I realize why I'm not racist. Yeah. Oh, my God. taught us all to be racist. Okay, so catching up on the couple of Google things is that... Um, <coughs> his name is Dave Karofsky. Okay. That's his They've never real called name. him Dave, though. No, it's okay. Karofsky. But his real name is Max Adler. And then let's find okay. out who um, this Power Ranger person was. <laughs> Getting there. <laughs> He's the one, this he is the one who... Roger. He's the one who's in jail? Yeah. Who murdered somebody? Yeah. Is there oh. any info it's about a, him? He, a man convicted Monday of murdering three people, including a couple who were tied to an anchor and thrown off their <laughs> yacht. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. An Orange County jury found Skyler DeLeon, 29, guilty of three counts of first-degree murder and special circumstances for financial gain and multiple victims. Wow. Horrifying, yeah. So, yeah, but he was only on one, one episode. I was going to say he's 29. Oh, one? oh okay. Yeah. It says it's his IMDb is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Roger, one episode in 1994. Has he um, died yet? Has he been given the... Uh... California has a death penalty? Um, Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Oh, um, I remember um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had the leader of the Crips. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. That's like. And did I... he have like a one-liner when he did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want. Oh, I wish I could think of something. I know. I know. I know. I know, I know <laughs> I've had, you won't be bad. I've had, I've had a few too many uh, mimosas. <laughs> Um, Nobody does a one-liner like Arnold. You can't understand what This article is from 2008, so I don't know. But his IMDb doesn't have a date of death, so I'm going to get him still alive. He's still there. Well, that's like that guy who was on The Sopranos and the, A Bronx Tale. That's right. Lilo yeah. Brancato Jr. Yeah, yeah. He was like he a, a crazy one. And he was in Red Submarine. What's it called? Red Crimson you, you Red. U571. Crimson no. Tide. No, the other one. Oh, Which one with Denzel Washington? Oh, and uh, uh, Sean Connery. Um, uh, October, oh, uh, Red October? No. And for Red October? No. Uh, Crimson Tide, then. It is Crimson Tide, isn't it? I think it's Crimson Tide. Okay, yeah, yeah with Gene Hackman <laughs> and, and Crimson Tide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, it's a tampon joke. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't understand that No, it's from Clueless. I could totally got a rush of the Crimson Tide. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, but, yeah, Lulu Brancato, he broke into somebody's house, and he was ar- arrested, and I think he, like, beat somebody up, and then he went to jail, too. Nice. So, yeah, so celebrities have it rough. Yeah. Okay, we gotta feel sorry for him. So I feel sorry for Gwyneth now. I was gonna say, it's a, yeah. like she hasn't murdered anybody yet. At least yet. she hasn't killed her kids yet. She yeah. doesn't need it. She has cold plate money. That's true. Let like Chris Martin do all the murdering. I know. She's, she's, money. she's fine. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is gonna happen with Larry? I don't know. I'm very <laughs> I'm very curious because, well, the first time I watched it, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever, he's threatening him. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, that is a, like, that's it's scary. a very serious, yeah. scary threat. Like, I'm curious as to where it's gonna go. Like, if he's, like, if it's gonna turn into, like, a violent act or if Kurt is going to feel the need to come forward and tell someone in power you mm-hmm. know 
that he had a threat on his life made. You know what I predict is going to happen? I think Larry is going... What's his name again? Or should we keep calling him? Let's call Larry. Larry. Okay, Larry is going to... Um, he's going to try to commit suicide. He's going to mm. go into a depression, and, and that's going to be, be very Heather? topical. The movie's going to... The show's going to... Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> gently with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's... It's going to be very topical. Because everybody would suspect... Um, uh, damn mimosas. Kurt. Kurt. Kept wanting to call him mate. Everybody would expect Kurt to be the one who's going to have to deal with like mm-hmm. the suicide issues or blah blah blah. But they use this other character for the topical topical issue of the day. You know, the it gets better um, topic. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's, that, that could definitely. Happen. I think the four of us should just start writing the show. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I agree. You know. Or yeah. someone should start listening to us. It'd be like John Waters the musical. Girl could dream. Girl could dream. Yeah. You know what we didn't do. What? We didn't think of a question of the week. <gasps> we didn't. Um, um, anybody have anyone? Anything? Does it have to be about Glee? Necessarily. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you got. We're going to actually set up. those parameters. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's um, in writing here. I can't. I'm not thinking well, fast right now. Well, you know, now. one thing that I noticed is there was no... Was Finn even in the episode? Was um, he even there? I mean, no. he was at Knitting Club this episode. I was going to say, I'm trying to go through the songs. He, um, was, he was in the one, um, probably sang the something. Forget You song. He was in the background dancing. Well, what yeah. do we think is going to happen with Finn and Leah Michelle? Uh, Rachel. Something's got to happen soon, because they've been like, you know, they're at the point where they're just a happy couple, and that right. never lasts a exactly. time. So I want to. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. What's going to happen? What's going to be the shape? Well, there's a bunch of them? couples right now. We've, yeah. we've got um, uh, Sam the Asian Lynn. power couple. We've got the blonde power couple. We've right. got the brunette power couple. We've got the other brunette power couple. Um, and we've got Emma and Stamos. So everybody's kind of paired up. Who is going to break up next? Well, in next episode we have a wedding episode. True. But then they're topping that wedding episode with another wedding episode. And we see Sue in an Adidas tracksuit wedding dress. No, which is kind right. of sad. <laughs> yeah. That would may- lead me to make our question of the week. Who is Sue marrying in two Okay. Weeks? We can do that. Ooh, interesting. No, I have a theory, but I'll save it. Save it for the message boards. If I will. You, if you want to hear Emily's theory, that's right. Because it's going Halibur. to make grown up men it's cry. P A L A V R dot com slash something something something. Glee cast. Yeah. Go to palaver dot com. You'll find their show and mine. Yeah. Yes. Um. We'd like to thank our guests today. Uh, we have Jason, who you can find. Tell us where they find you. You can find me on at thepodcastpodcast.com. That is my website. It is thepodcastpodcast.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. And I also have a, a page on the Palaver Forums, P-A-L-A-V-R.com. And George, where can people well, find you? Well, I actually don't have a podcast, so I'm in far higher demand than Fozzie Bear. That's true. Yeah. He's a rare I'm, he's I'm a, a rare very thing. rare bird. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a hold radio, of him. Radio Land, you know, just, you know, don't get a hold of him. He's the one <laughs> crazy you know, Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So send me a message and I'll tell him. I'll yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. This, I'm thank you for the mimosas. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, yeah. Pleasure. Um, we you can find us in the usual place, p a l a v r dot com, gleecast at gmail dot com, Twitter deadly dolls, Eric's name with a C, that's right. Um, uh, and uh, I guess that's everything we yeah. have to say. Happy Thanksgiving if this comes yeah, out for Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> and well, happy for, American Thanksgiving. Rather. Yes, and vote for Matt. And vote, Liz. Matt and Liz. vote for Matt because now you've got two more people that will kick your ass if you don't. Word. That's, that's more right. hands to steal kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> we're going after lungs next. And it's very simple. All you have to do is register, and then you can vote every single day until the thirtieth of this month. Please do it. Tell your friends. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.